Welcome to the Hot Ticket Podcast. This is episode 26. It is not Thursday. It's Saturday, November 4th. We're a little late on this one. Mm-hmm. And I must say, I recorded this podcast, not this one, but episode 26, yeah. version 1, <laughs> V.1. 26A. <laughs> yeah, I recorded it by myself on Thursday. Uh, I basically spent an entire 50 minutes talking to myself. And decided didn't feel to, right. <laughs> didn't, you know what? It felt it, it didn't feel wrong in the moment. It was the playback. Oh man. It was when I went through the playback, I was like, yeah, this just this isn't gonna work. Because this is a discussion based podcast. I call that out in the description. Did you Garth it from Wayne's World? Where you like <laughs> froze up. <laughs> Wayne leaves you up there by yourself uh, and you're just like uh. not cool, man. <laughs> kind of. I mean, it felt like that a little bit, but I think it sounded good, but the topics on this podcast warrant discussion between two a people. A debate or like some back and forth. Right. Yeah. Right. I, can, I can see that. Um, so before we begin, I uh, just want to remind everybody, LondonTobacconist.com, Alpha Cigars, 20% off. So good. Big Six promo code, B-I-G-S-I-X at checkout. Mm-hmm. Get you 20% off of all Alpha Cigars. Hey, that's our name. That is. London Tobacconist. Not that, but... Dot com. But the big six part, for sure. Yeah, that's us. Um, also, a reminder, we're continuing the giveaway on the five-pack of the crowned heads, Jericho Hill, Huili Lees. The giveaway will end on the 11th, which is exactly seven days from now. You're getting an extra one inch on each stick. Right. Yes. Um, I don't know what that means, but comparative to the OBS, which is the also shorter. correct. Right. Yeah. The Lily <laughs> is longer. Um, <clears throat> the giveaway goes till November 11th. It's very easy. The instructions are as follows. Number one, search for the hot ticket podcast on iTunes mm-hmm. rate and review. I will tell you this. If you don't give us five, you ain't going to win. Yeah. So give us five stars. <laughs> give us a good review. Um, that's how you're going to win. And then uh, just DM us on Instagram and either screenshot your review um, or just let us know the content because iTunes, unfortunately, takes a few days for reviews to post. They're not instantaneous, so I don't see them when you post them. And your username might be different. And your username might be different. We have to make sure that we are calibrating one-to-one on that. So Some alternative entries, you can send uh, clean butthole shots right. to me or Corey. Yeah, that also gives you... You'll definitely get a cigar from me. One entry into the giveaway. (laughs) And if you put the cigar and smoke it in your asshole, you get two additional entries. Yeah. Oh, dude, that would be some sick skill. Actually, do an Instagram story. If you can smoke using your anus, I want to see it in an Instagram story. Yeah. Ooh, you meant that nicotine straight in the suppository? Bet you feel it pretty quick. Yikes. Ooh. Gives me me the chills thinking about it. So, hey, last night was cool. The reason uh, we didn't podcast on Thursday is because Chris was setting up for an event that he was doing for his tech company that he's part owner in in uh, Cincinnati. So, unfortunately, that's the reason the podcast. And, of course, what he was doing is obviously a lot more important than what we do on this podcast (laughs) because this is just talking for an hour. About equal grounds. But the event was pretty cool, so we went to it last night. It was, uh, we had 
Who went from our family? There's, there's a good little family chunk from us. Our immediate like parents. So. We might have been the only white people. There in wasn't the room. that many white people, no. Yeah, we were. Um, we were definitely a minority in that situation. But it was cool. I know. Obviously, I know your partners, and uh, the event was really good. You're. I've never seen you present before. Yeah. So for me, that was awkward. <laughs> Just watching your brother. <laughs> because I know, because I present all the time and I don't think you've ever seen me present. No. And it's the first time I was able to see you present. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, it was awkward for me because you were right in front of me and I was just like, this feels weird, but you did a really good job. Thank you. You're a good presenter Thank and you, you asked questions as far as audience engagement. Yeah. And that was really good. It was very synced as far as the time of other people coming up and yeah. speaking their parts. It was very well done. I was improv last minute, too. That was good. Because I wanted to do a video montage, but we didn't ever have enough time to pull it together from like a lot of the other people. Right. Yeah, that would have been cool. So we were. I was just like, fuck, I don't have time to do a video. So let's, let's just, pull them up. If they're coming, let's just fucking bring them up for like a minute or two. Yeah. I think that worked out really well. That was yeah. a good format. Um, and we don't really talk about it on here much, but... You are part owner of a tech company that's been around since 2010. Yeah. That has a whole bunch of really cool shit, patents and all that. I don't know how much we want to say on here, but it's all really cool shit. It's, it's all, I mean, literally sitting there yesterday when you were explaining each one of these different platforms, I'm like, billion dollars, $2 billion, $10 billion, $500 million. Like just cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. They're all very big ideas. Yeah, big ideas. And if, um, if they go into place, or what should I say, when they go into place, um, you're going to be like on Forbes. Wait, you're not under 30. Be on Forbes under 40. That's true. That'd be cool. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was a cool event. I actually, I enjoyed it. Yeah. And uh, we drove back once it was done and I got to listen to dad talk for a good hour. Oh, good. That was fun. Just rambling on. I'm sure you're just, just talking about death. Just incoherent. <laughs> just, I just tune him out Did you now. talk about the same subject multiple times? Um, no, I don't think so. He like, he's very good. Like talked a lot about casinos, obviously, because that's where we were at. Dad's a gambler. That's like home for him. He's I kept telling him he was an addict because we walked down the escalators to leave and there's the bathrooms on the left, but then there's a bank of slot machines (laughs) and I walk out of the bathroom and dad's sitting there with like a $5 bill in his hand, (laughs) (laughs) ready ready to insert it into the fucking machine. (laughs) And I was like, you fucking turd. He can't, he just can't contain himself. Yeah. He, he, he could not, he couldn't contain himself at all. Then he had that like weird itch going down the escalator from the event and he's just like, I just got to do something real quick. I mean, I kind of, yeah, it was, it, it, game it did it. seem, it did seem to be like that was his home. And the only way you can feel good in your home is to crack a few eggs and put them on a skillet. <laughs> and he wanted to, he definitely yeah. wanted to throw that money into the machine. Yeah. He did enlighten me as far as something Ohio was trying to pass though, which I think is a horrible idea. And that's the usage of, so when you go, when you go to a casino, especially ones in Ohio, you have to use the ATMs to withdraw money, to withdraw money, or you need to have money loaded onto a card. Right. So there's steps involved in getting money loaded onto a card. They're trying to pass legislation now that will allow people to insert their credit cards into the machine, which is yeah. a horrible idea. Because if you get a $40,000 limit, you may blow through that shit real fast. Yeah. Great for the banks. Terrible yeah. for the person. Yeah, we can't gamble online and online poker. 
uh, for various reasons, international issues. But but then you got online gambling, which is a, the biggest no-no, but yet we're encouraging right. something that is worse probably oh, than online gambling. Hands down worse. That's a, think about it. That's a terrible idea. Like I think about how much money I have or how much available credit I have on the three credit cards that I have. Yeah. And if I was an obsessive gambler or a gambling addict, that would, it would ruin my life if I went through that money. Plus, think about, you know how like there's all that fraud protection you'd ha- you have on credit cards? Yeah. Even if, you're within an, uh, even if you're within the zip code of, by which you live or that card is from, can you imagine how much fraud protection shit you'd have to go through yeah, when you start racking, racking up, up a bill on your right. goddamn credit card? It's like, I'm $10,000 deep in 10 minutes. And they're like, like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. What, what are you going to do? You're going to tell your bank like, hey. Yeah, and that's the thing is I don't know. Like, I don't even know if it could pass. Dad swears it was credit cards. But then I asked him, I said, are you sure it's not debit cards? Because that's available funds. That's cash that yeah. you have. Yeah. Credit cards are not available funds. That no. is extending a line of credit. That's borrowing. Yeah. With interest on it. Right. <laughs> the money of which you have in your checking account or savings account is yours. So I could see it being a debit card and not credit card. I'd have to look into it a little yeah, bit cause more because dad missed Funds are always there unless you literally burn through it all. Right. Then you can't do it anymore. Right. Yeah. So anyway. Debit cards make sense. Debit cards make sense because then once you're done, you're done. Yeah. Right. You can't borrow any more money against yeah. it. It's like no more funds available. No one should be borrowing money to gamble. Right. No yeah. one. That is like the worst, this is the worst position you could possibly it's be It's like in. the bank is now the bookie. Yeah. And the bank may not break your knees. But they're gonna take your you're house. Gonna, yeah, <laughs> and they're gonna, they're gonna, gonna ruin your house, your, yeah. ruin your fucking life. Yeah, <sighs> so, and they're gonna put you in bankruptcy. <laughs> yeah, which is almost worse. I'd rather have someone break my knees and stolen yeah. all my shit. Yeah. Um, so last week did a head-to-head uh, Instagram poll. It was the Christoph Madero versus the Diamond Crown um, Maximus, and yeah. I must say. I was definitely biased in the one of which I wanted to review, but I was going to hold true to the results. Yeah. I wanted to review the Christoph Maduro because I love the Christoph Maduro. Thank God the Christoph Maduro beat the piss out of the Diamond Crown. It was like three to one, and I think there was probably over 35 votes. What, which Diamond Crown was it? The Diamond Crown Maximus, which I've had Maximus. a billion times. I think I've had it once, twice maybe. It's pretty good. It's, 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 a, it's a fairly good cigar. It's down the middle. But the Christoph Maduro beat the piss in my poll, and I was like, yes, because I really <laughs> wanted to. Uh, I wanted to review the Christoph Maduro just because I love it so much. Yeah. So that is the uh, the bright shining winner, and it's it's difficult for me to express my overall hatred for Christoph, but my love for the Christoph Maduro. It's really contradicting. And it's going to sound like when I talk about this cigar that I'm sucking the dick of Kristoff. I don't know if Kristoff's a real guy. Let's just say hypothetically, I'm not sucking a human's dick and I'm just sucking the company's dick. It's going to sound like when I talk about this cigar that I'm blowing the shit out of him. But I'm not because the very first Kristoff cigar I had was the Sumatra. Which is not that great. I fucking hated it. I swore up and down after I smoked the Sumatra that I'll never smoke another Kristoff cigar. I will never, ever smoke another one. If the Sumatra is that bad, the rest of them have to be just as shitty. Did we get them at the same time, me and you? The Sumatra? Yeah. Yeah, we did. 
And you liked the Sumatra. It was okay. I didn't like this. I fucking hate I was like throwing a fit because I spent like ten dollars <laughs> on this bucks, fucking yeah. cigar. I was literally throwing a fit like a little girl. Like this fucking piece of shit. I think I smoked. I didn't even make it halfway through and I was just like, this is garbage. Um but about a year later, I saw the Christoph Maduro. And I just picked it up. Yeah. Because the, the, ra- the rapper is what caught my attention because the rapper is like very oily. It's very veiny. It's yeah. dark. Obviously, it's Maduro. And it just caught my attention. I was just so I picked it up and I smelled it. And I was like, hmm, mm. well, that smells pretty good. Ooh. Tempting. Maybe I should try it. So I was like, fuck it. I need to be as objective as possible, especially with my cigar smoking. I need to try everything. Let, let's get my hands on this Christoph Maduro. Yeah. And I remember the day that I got it because we all came back here and smoked on the back patio. And I started smoking the cigar and I was floored. I was like, fuck this Matra. Like, keep making this Maduro. They're that good. So I, um, I've smoked it probably four or five times since then. And I smoked it in the cold ass weather. I'm doing it for you people. Mm-hmm. Smoked it in the cold ass weather earlier than this week. And I took some notes down because I know people really wanted to to get like a solid understanding of our breakdown from a review process perspective. Oh, they do want to see the nitty gritties. Yeah. So a couple people have messaged me and said, hey, can you I, I like what you did on this one. Can you talk about this on this uh, one? Okay. So going to get into not too not like obviously not um, the whole pretentious flavor aspect. I'm not going to be like, oh, slight hints of fig and cocoa. And uh, it's very buttery. Buttery wrapper to the right. lips. Yeah, we're not going to do that bullshit. But um, do you have the cigar pulled up right now just to give people a rundown of the wrapper type, the fillers, and so on? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. So um <clears throat> comes in multiple shapes. Churchill Robusta Toro Torpedo. Okay, I think I, I have the Toro. Yeah. Um, know that I would say for this particular stick, I would land around a Robusto or, Tor- or Toro. Churchill, maybe a little too long. Torpedo, I don't know. Tor- torpedo would work. Uh, has a Brazilian wrapper. That's and, cool. And, uh, I like that. A Brazilian Maduro wrapper. That's yeah. badass. Um, and the fillers are Dominican and Nicaraguan, but with Cuban seed. Yeah. Cuban seed, Dominican, Nicaraguan. So the fillers should give you a sweet, spicy So taste. some, some uh, Cuban farmer put these little seeds in a baggie. Shipped them off. To, shipped them off to Nicaragua <laughs> and Dominican. <laughs> or Dominican. Implanted them. Implanted them in the in, soil. In the valleys. <laughs> Sorry. Go be somebody. Right. I mean, old school, let's rewind a couple hundred years. That's exactly how that would happen. <laughs> but today, they probably just shipped them. Yeah. Yeah. Or they brought them back with them or whatever. Um, so anyway, so that the construction of the cigar, and actually when I first, or not the construction, sorry, the um, the blends used in the cigar, when I first read it, I was like, hmm. And it's a medium kind it's of profiled kind of, Yeah, it, and it really, it's not harsh at yeah. all. Like when you smoke <laughs> it, it's it's really fantastic. The wrapper... Is super sweet. But here's what I loved about the cigar. And I'll go first into the construction because to me, construction is of the utmost importance. Flavor, very important. And most of the time, I think people are like, what does a cigar taste like? But if you have poor construction on a cigar, it doesn't matter what it tastes like. It's a poor uh, experience. Yeah. So we'll start with construction. Um, on the pack that I received and the one in particular that I smoked, construction is damn near flawless. It does have a pigtail at the cap end and has a shaggy foot on the front end. So you do have to kind of burn through that. Do that um, excess wrapper that goes over the yeah. front. It's kind of like 
it's uncircumcised. It's yeah. essentially what it is. Yeah. Right. And we're lighting it to circumcise it. They basically wet the wrapper leaf, wrap it around, just twist it. That's basically exactly <laughs> what they do. So you got to burn that little head yeah. off of there. Um, uh, the construction was damn near flawless. It's oily. It's it's very veiny. I think the one that I just showed you, you could probably feel the oils on it, which I love. Uncircumcised veiny. I Uncircumcised like it. veiny. A little oily. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds terrible. <laughs> Some girls are already starting to like. It's very dark. Yeah, it's, very, it's dark. It's about seven inches long. It's like six inches long. There's some ladies already grabbing their boobies, just like, oh my god. Oh, what's, what's he? Is he talking about a cigar? Is he talking about a black man's penis? I can't tell. I'm talking about a cigar, well. maybe. Um, but yeah, what I loved about it is, I know a couple people had expressed to me that the the actual fillers within. The cigar itself were wrapped too tight, meaning they have a really, really tough draw. Yeah. Like they're sucking wind on the draw. I've never had that with the cigar. I will say that the fillers do appear to be packed tighter than normal, what you'd see in other cigars. And the only indication that I have of that is that the ash inside the cigar, ash is very long. So I smoked it almost about four inches very before dense, it shook its about Super dense. Yeah. Very, very dense. Very well packed. But it didn't interfere with the draw itself. That was what I loved about it. It's a very creamy, smooth, easy draw. It's perfect. It's not, it's not where you're sucking up too much air yeah. to where it's affecting the oxygen and the burn. But it's not too tight as to where it provides you a bad experience and gives you kind of that pass out effect. So it's very <laughs> smooth. It's very consistent. The construction overall was damn near flawless. One of the best that I've actually had in a very long time. There's a few manufacturers that would beat it. You know what? We talk about some good shit. You know, we talk about some good cigars. You know what our next contest needs to be? What's that? Let's find the worst fucking cigar. We will. We'll smoke the worst. And we'll smoke the fucking worst one that gets voted. Yeah. Well, we'd have to ask for people the sum- submissions yeah, submit, for people. Submit some shitty ass. Yeah, like cigars. what? What do you hate the most? <laughs> quorums. <laughs> oh. Not that I'm trying to offend anybody who smokes quorums on and, this podcast. And but. no, we will not accept Swisher sweets. Yeah, definitely not. It's got to be premium tobacco. Yeah. Um. So next, I wanted to talk about the burn, and I won't spend too much time on this because I already talked a little bit about the way that it draws yeah, and, yeah. and the burn overall, but no. No dead pockets, which is perfect, and I think that lends itself to the density and the, the packed tight fillers, um, and no canoeing at all. And I think, it's, I think a lot of that, the reason why I wasn't experiencing any sort of abnormalities as far as the burn mm. was because the wrapper's super thick, and it burns very evenly. So there's not one side of it that's um, thinner than the other, and the fillers are so consistent, it literally burns exactly like it should all the way through. It's a very well-constructed cigar. That's, that was my favorite part about it was the fact that it's, there, there's no hassle in smoking it at all. Yeah, I would, and that's, I, you know, to the whole point of dead pockets, I think that's why me and you probably stick to Robustos yeah, and for sure. Toros. Anything Toros longer than that, it, you're, you're wrapping leaves together. You're wrapping, you're bunching up leaves, and you're just sticking them together and then wrapping it up. Right, yeah. If you smoke a Churchill, you're likely going to get a dead pocket. Yeah, you Because really there's are. no the tobacco leaves aren't long enough to sustain yeah. the length all the way through a Churchill. But in yep. a Robusto, you can, and in a Toro, you certainly yep. can. Because, I mean, mo- a good every, point. every premium cigar you'll have is almost always long filler. 
Yeah. There's sometimes a lot of, like chopped up, like you the get, cheap shit. Yeah, you get cheap shit with short fillers. I think yeah. quorums are made with short fillers. Yeah. That's why they're so cheap. But most of them are long fillers. So if you if you're if you're always buying a, a robusta, which is like a five inch long cigar, usually around five yep. inches, and a toro, which is around six or so, chances of you, especially with the tobacco leaves having long fillers you should you really shouldn't experience any dead pockets no and if you do it's going to be right at the end of the cigar yeah it's gonna be very 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 end yeah. of it so yeah this this cigar was great there's no dead pockets at all smoked it all the way down it was a finger burner for sure yeah so the, the burning construction on it damn near flawless in my opinion so i have not smoked this one yet yeah very uncharacteristic of me but i only have so much time Right. And so much fun. <laughs> but and the and the cool thing is is I just gave you one so you yes. can smoke so it. So I will smoke it and I will post you can, some about it. Right. You can smoke it and then we'll talk about what you thought about All it right. on the next yeah, one. Yeah, absolutely. Um in addition to the construction and the burn, now we're gonna talk about the fucking flavor, what everybody yeah, wants to talk about. And this this is um so I've expressed and, and I've given my opinion on the Christoph Maduro and made many recommendations on it based upon people's palates like hey i get a lot of people that say i really like this cigar but it's so expensive so what about this one um everybody knows that my favorite cigar is the Liga provada number nine yeah hands down my number one i've said it so many times on here it's posted on instagram people fucking know it by now not everybody wants to pay 15 16 dollars for that cigar yeah because it is pricey it's expensive it's not one that you're going to just buy every single day and smoke it unless you have the funds to do so and if you do you're likely Fairly wealthy. And you don't, want to br- you don't want to burn yourself out on it either. Right. You don't want to burn yourself out on it. So when people ask me, hey, I know the Liga provided number. And I literally had this question the other day. I know that's your favorite cigar. It's kind of expensive. What would you recommend someone smoke that's similar but not as expensive? Hands down, every single time, it's the Christoph Maduro. Hands fucking down. It is the closest comparison that I can give to anybody for a for a value cigar that would compare to the Liga Provada number nine. Yeah, it's a cigar that almost anybody can smoke too. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's not yeah, gonna be it's overly not, bold and right. it's high not, nicotine and Exactly. Anybody could smoke it. Yeah, even a beginner could smoke it and enjoy it. Um, so the taste overall, what I really liked in the first part of it, and when you smoke this, I'm wondering if you're going to get the same thing. It's yeah. kind of tangy about 25% of the way through. And I think what you get and the tanginess is a lot less of the wrapper, the sweet wrapper, and more of that Nicaraguan filler. Yeah. That's just kind of what I got out of like the first 25%. But it's like almost at 26%, this bitch gets smooth, creamy, and sweet. And it stays that way for another fucking 50%. Yeah. It is – once you get – and the tanginess is not bad. It's nice. It's a, it's a really good compliment up front. And yeah. a really nice transition into something that's more smooth and creamy and kind of it's rich sweet, which is really what I like. And that's what the part that reminds me of the Liga Provada number nine is it's packed full of just crazy flavors. It's cr- yeah. But they all mesh well. They mesh together very, very, very well. Huh. The only downside that I had to flavor, and it's not necessarily, I don't think it, it has nothing to do with the fillers. It has nothing to do with what the flavors are supposed to represent inside the cigar. But what I noticed was, and about the last inch of the cigar, it starts to burn really hot. And it burnt hot quicker than most cigars do. That's the only thing I didn't like. So I got too much of the charred taste and not enough of the sweetness. A lot of filler, man. <laughs> a lot of filler. It, it's, and it's, it's insulating that heat like crazy. And, I, and I'm not pissed about it uh, because the cigar is so damn good that yeah. it's, 
hey, when you're getting to the last half inch anyway, you're likely to put it down. I call it a finger burner because I love smoking it all the way through. Yeah. But it does get a little harsh as far as the smoke goes through the last inch or the last 25%. It probably is due to the denseness of the filler. Cause, yeah, it, cause you, it's because it stays hot. Like even, it never gets yeah, cool. Even with a gauge of a similar gauge, when you go box press, we know box press is not filled right. as heavily. I mean, there are heavily packed box press, but usually the more airy cigars really do not burn you too bad yeah they don't burn hot yeah and this one and before people say well maybe you're smoking it too fast i wasn't settled down (laughs) i took i actually made a concerted effort i actually went inside grabbed the dogs let them out (laughs) and then came back and smoked the cigar when it wasn't and it was still hot as fuck so it just charred a little bit more at the end than i would like but and he also will exhale he'll blow air through the cigar right versus an inhale which adds to the burn but I do the same thing sometimes, like, when it gets too hot, and I still kind of want to smoke, but I want it to cool down really quickly as much as I can, I'll yeah. literally blow through this car. Right. And then you'll see the smoke come out the end, and then you're kind of like, all right, there's some heat and fire coming off this bitch. Yeah, there's and definitely you, some And heat. when you keep doing it, that smoke gets less and less, so you can kind of tell that the cigar is getting a little bit cooler. Right. Because the reality is, for, for everyone who's, who maybe not know this, cigars really aren't that hot. They're really yeah. not like yeah, they're not terribly hot. No, I've ashed on myself. I've ashed a hundred yeah, times actually, I've, but I've poked myself with the end of my cigar. It was hot. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't. It didn't like blister or anything like that. Like there's something about cigars. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but they never really get that hot. Yeah, I mean they just in certain areas. Yeah, but I will say this. Hold on, check out my shorts real quick. You get a hole. <laughs> So I do, I have these uh, kind of like nylon gym shorts on, and I did burn a hole through those. It was a very, but I think it was part of a thick wrapper that was burnt that flaked off, and it just went, it wasn't the ash of the fillers. Because the fillers, the fillers don't ever get that hot, and as soon as they ash off, they're not hot. You can can hold them in your hand and crunch them, and it doesn't do anything. So, Um, But yeah, the flavor on the cigar, it's like a rainbow. It's a melody rainbow, like all the way through. It's perfect. It's almost like... um, how do how do I put this? Have you ever so do you remember in Anchorman where he's having his kind of like daydream and him and Chick are like on horses riding down the rainbow thing? Oh yeah. Like that's what this reminds me. This cigar, like seventy five percent of it reminds me of that. It's magical. <laughs> it's so good. I, I can't recommend it enough, especially from a value perspective. You can buy these sticks for like six, seven bucks. If you're, I mean, literally half the price of a Liga Pravada number nine, and it's it's a close comparison as far as not the exact flavor profile, but the experience that you get from it, and that's overall construction, burn, and taste. I can't recommend this one enough. And actually, I broke down what it would be as far as a cumulative score yeah. in our ranking system, which of course is rated out of six. Yeah, you're not you're not gonna believe where I landed. Five eight five seven. Very, very high. And I honestly think when you smoke it, and I'm not trying to sway you at all. I mean, you may give it like a four and be like, this is junk. <laughs> and if you did, that warrants a discussion. Yeah, and I'd sure. be happy to have that discussion sure. and, and slight debate. I think you're going to love the fucking cigar. I really do. I actually want to smoke it with you because it's that good. I mean, it is phenomenal. I think you'll really enjoy it. Yeah. So um, Cigar of the Week, 
Christoph Maduro, 5-7 out of 6. Highly recommended, especially for the price. You can't beat it. If you love the Liga Provada number 9, even if you like the T52 Dirty Rat, which have similar um, flavor profiles, this is one of which you're not breaking the bank. You're spending 6-7 bucks, and it's going to be amazing every time. It's a humidor filler. That's what I love about it. I've got now 11 in there. So Dang. that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. So hands down, one of the best premium value cigars that I've had. Go get yourself one. Get yourself one. Um, so I think everybody who's listening to this probably already knows some fucking cunt in New York decided to run people over with a rented U-Haul truck like a fucking prick. Um, RIP to the people that died. I think five of them were foreign. So they weren't even from the United States. They, they were, were just doing enjoying, a bike thing. Yeah. They, they were just, enjoying their time in the U.S. And this yeah. fucking asshole decides to mow them over. I don't want to get too much into the details of what happened. I did want to briefly mention it. But I think the big thing, and it's not, right now there's a lot of speculation of what's going on as far as, well, what's his background and who's he tied to and all that. I don't want to speak to any of that because details are still coming out. But what I do want to talk about is the prevention piece of it. It's a piece that comes up as subject matter as a matter of the fallout of every single one of these things that happens, right? Yeah. How do we prevent these terrorist tragedies? And I know this guy was able to get a visa to the United States from a, a random lottery, yes. which I didn't realize was in place. Thousands of people get him a year. Thousands of people get him a year from these certain select countries. Yeah. So he actually entered this country of no background other than this random, I mean, it's literally random. So he was able to enter the United States under a random visa, and then he can apply for citizenship once he's over here. Not a bad concept to a program, right, yeah. to make it fair and even, kind of qualified for everybody. The problem is, is when it is that random and you aren't applying any sort of background information onto something or somebody, this is the kind of shit that happens. Didn't he actually go back to? Didn't he actually go back to his country? I think he did go back, but they said he wasn't radicalized until he came to the United States. So, you know, it's one of those things where there's so much access to information on the Internet. And when you have somebody, what's his name? How do, how do you pronounce his name? Oh, it's, the first part of his name's easy, it's right? A, it's a pretty simple What's name. What's his first name? Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a simple name to say. It's um, Seifulo. Uh, Seifulo? Um, Habibulavec. 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 Saipov? Saipov? Saipov. What country? What is he from? What country? Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan. So he, I, apparently. Uzbekistan is on the approval list of countries of which you can migrate over to the United States as a part of this program. I can't believe my tax dollars are going to this lottery. I don't even know what this fucking country is. I didn't even know there was a lottery. <laughs> um, I, I do know, you know that you, you get um, Donald Trump who immediately goes on the, all right, well, we're nixing that whole fucking campaign going forward. And, and he, I think he worded it, and I've got to give him credit for this. He was like, random drawing. Random lottery, terrible idea, but maybe we apply some logic to this, and then that's how we can bring people over in a more thoughtful manner. Yeah. Thumbs up, Donald Trump's one of the smartest things you've said so far. I'm sure you had someone in your ear telling you that. I'm, he's likely to be like, ban all Muslims. <laughs> and then someone in his ear was like, 
let's not go that far. Where's the happy median? Yeah. Um, the median is, let, hey, let's make sure that we're identifying who these people are. And if there is, you know, the background checks and they're vetted properly, absolutely. Let's bring them, let's immigrate them into the United States because the, let's face it, this country was founded on immigration, right? We didn't own this country. There's people here before any one of us. We're all kind of a hodgepodge mix of different ethnicities and countries and backgrounds and so on. So it's smart to continue having immigration into the United States. This country is not pure by any standard. I don't know why people actually think that. You have white supremacists who are like, keep the purity. It's like this country is the most impure country as far it's as so biology that you'll ever fucking see. So let's keep it that way. Let's yeah. keep it weird. I'm cool with it. But let's make sure that we're doing it in a smart manner. So, I think it encourages uh, – I think it encourages um, a certain amount of – tolerance for people even if you might not approve but it definitely makes more people understanding i think when you have a huge mix of different people in this country i will say this though even though i would be open to the idea or welcoming to see various nationalities ethnicities religions and cultures come to this united states I will say I I think there is a line or a balance to that considering there are organizations or cultures or religions within this country that are cancerous to the overall utopia by which we're trying to create. Right. Right? Like white supremacy. That is accurate. That is yeah. that is a cancer. Very much so. ISIS, that is a cancer. I mean, so I think there has to be some some semblance of balance. Um, but unfortunately, those are cancers that will eat you from the inside out. Right. Um, so we have to be very careful about how we go about. Yeah. Like, what's the process yeah. of letting people in? What is the vetting process? And you've got to make it to where you can't completely cut everybody off right. from immigrating to the United States because right. it's healthy for us to have different nationalities sure. and perspectives sure. and cultures. Um, it's what's made this country so great. And we can't forget that, but there are people out there who want to watch the world burn as Alfred says. Yeah. Quoted him. That's two podcasts in a row. I've quoted Alfred. I know, the yeah. Same fucking quote. Well, um, like the question would be is like with any nationality or religion, are they adding to the ideal of, uh, uh, some type of utopia for the world, or are they taking away from it? Right. And clearly, there are those who want to take away from completely. it. Completely. Yeah, and, and really all represented religions in the country. I mean, think about white supremacy. White yeah. supremacy really is built on Christianity. Yeah. I mean, it, there are religious factor, factors to white supremacy. Then you yeah. have extreme Islamists, right? Yeah. Where we are the most pure. We are, it's not, we are a subset of other religions or one God, we are the superior and Western way of thinking shouldn't ever exist. I mean, that's the ideal and that's the, that's the belief. Um, you're right. If the, if it's, if you aren't integrating in religion and ideas and cultures that help kind of, I would say bolster the great things that we're known for as a country or the great things that are known in the world, then you're just seeking to demise, which yeah. is yeah. counterintuitive to what everybody wants. Yeah. Well, the majority of the population wants. So you have to figure out a vetting process to weed these people out. I always think like, when is minority report going to exist? 
Seriously. Like, when is that going to be a We're thing? predict crimes. Yeah, when crimes are predicted, this asshole would have never got the box truck. And quite frankly, I know a lot of people, I, I know people are on the whole, the gun, ban gun, you know, bandwagon or whatever. And that's fine. Um, I get the perspectives from that side. But understand that when people are of the mindset where it's, I just want to create some sort of negative impact, it does... Their weapon of choice could be anything. And in this case, it's a box truck and the guy just mowed down people who are on a bike path. The unfortunate part is, is once people have the mindset, insert a gun into their hand, insert a knife, put them behind the wheel of a truck, put them behind a train, put them on an airplane, whatever it may be. They'll figure they'll figure out. They're gonna figure out a way to create the impact that they want to create. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The, the instrument used is irrelevant. It is. They're going to figure out a way to do what they're set out to you do. You got to stop the person. You got to stop the person. So um, there's a lot of debate around it, and there's going to continue being debate around it. I'm interested to see kind of what comes out of the new vetting process and what plan's going to go into place. I'm glad it wasn't just a ban all Muslims because that just creates so much. Like, I hate the fact that that's at the forefront of conversation when I clearly have a practicing Muslim family three stories down who have great kids who are nice as fuck. And I hate feeling that like when I go outside, that's they're worried and thinking about that shit for themselves. Yeah. You know, every time they step out the door, like that's not, that's an uncomfortable feeling I know for them. And I feel for, I feel for good people like that. And I I just, I don't want that to be at the forefront. Less than 1% Islamic belief is radical, like radical. Right. Correct. Right. Same thing goes with the United States. We got less than one percent that are radical fucking terrorists. Doesn't matter right. what they I mean, believe. You think in. about the guy who mowed down all the people in Vegas, right? Yeah. From a mass, from a mass population, I think we need to remind ourselves that there is way more good people, sure, than there are bad. Yeah, there definitely is. Way more good. You got to continue finding ways to weed out the bad. And yeah. preventing the bad. Yeah. But understand, right, that the majority of the population are good people. Yes. Absolutely. Aren't criminals. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But you, <laughs> but you know who's in the news that's not good right now? How about a little Kevin Spacey? No, Kevin. Dude, they canceled House of Cards season six, which I'm balls deep in right now. So I finished House of Cards season five a couple months ago. And the, one of the reasons I love House of Cards, and I don't know if there's anybody who's listening to this that I'm sure there is, who have seen the show The Wire on HBO. Yeah. So The Wire was set, um, it was created in the late 90s, early 2000s, and it was all, it was all centered around the shit, the murders, the gangs in Baltimore during that time. Yeah. And I remember when, I remember seeing an interview um, or part of a documentary about Baltimore itself, where the city had actually asked HP, HBO, the directors and the producers, to not do the show. They wanted them to not shoot The Wire because it was way too similar to what was going on in Baltimore. They didn't want to expose the fact that how accurate it was, how accurate the show was, and depicts exactly what was happening yeah. in Baltimore at the time. That's how I feel about House of Cards. I feel that House of Cards is exactly what's represented in American politics. I don't think you've ever seen the show. No. But if you had watched the show, you I think you would go, oh, shit, that's how it's, it's done. pretty real shit. Oh, it's pretty fucked up. So I love the show. Balls deep in it. I love shows that make you think. I love politics. So the show was like right up my alley. Yeah. And then 
I saw, and this goes against everything I believe, and you and I had a really long discussion about this, I think two weeks ago, as, as far as just reading headlines. So I saw a headline on yeah. Facebook that says season six of House of Cards canceled. So instead of me reading anything about it, I just go, fuck! <laughs> I, was just, I was just pissed. I didn't actually click in the article, and I just look over at Lauren. I was like, fucking House of Cards season six canceled. She goes, why? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Let me go find out. Come to find out, um, some allegations had been brought forward against Kevin Spacey as of recent by, what is his name, Andy Blath, I think is his name? Anthony Rapp. Anthony Rapp. Anthony Rapp was an actor. He was 14 years old at the time, and I guess Anthony Rapp is now accusing um, Kevin Spacey of sexual assault or sexual advances when he was 14 years old. Um, Kevin Spacey's whole thing was, I don't remember any of that happening. That was a long time ago. If I did do any sort of thing like that, I obviously apologize for it. Um, it did seem when Anthony Rapp, um, talked about his remembrance of the situation, that it was likely that Kevin Spacey was under the influence of alcohol, not saying that that gives you a pass for anything, but it certainly could lend itself to Kevin Spacey not remembering what happened, especially on time right? Yeah, Kevin Spacey came out as gay. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, you know, it is very likely that maybe something did happen as far as a sexual advance, whatever it may be. This is the sticking point for me. When accusations come out like this, and they come out 30 years later, 20 years later, however long it it's was. It's like solving an uns- like, it's like solving a crime. Right. <laughs> you like know, like cold case. Mystery. Yeah, right. like cold cases. Cold case files, right? And now this <laughs> yeah. shit's coming forward, and it's now it's a he said, she said. This is the side, this is the hard part about situations like this. What's true and what's not? There's never going to be now evidence that suggests Kevin Spacey did this other than this guy's word. But this guy's word got one of Kevin Spacey's biggest projects canceled from Netflix. One of the biggest shows in history has now been canceled because of a few sentences that this guy said happened 30 fucking years ago. Kevin Spacey's career, for all intents and purposes, is probably over now. Or severely stifled, right? Yeah. Of some sort of remembrance of 30 years ago, and who knows what fucking happened, right? It's this kid's word versus Kevin Spacey's word, and unfortunately, with all this stuff that's going on in Hollywood right now, as far as these sexual advances on fucking kids and young girls, yeah. as soon as an accusation's made, you're on blast. And Netflix reacted in a way that you would expect them to react. We want no part of this. We need to cancel the show. True or not true. And that's pretty fucked up. Because who knows? And I'm not citing either way. I'm just saying, like, man, if you're going to make that kind of accusation, you better have some fucking evidence to yeah. back it up because you're, you're ruining someone's life. They've suspended production uh, until further notice to exactly. kind of give time to review the current situation. The last article I read is said it's suspended indefinitely. Ooh. So they've made a decision as far as indefinite. It's the, the show's over. So what kind of investigation could you really start at this point? It happened so long ago. Um, the advance, the, the advancement, and, and then I also want to talk a little bit about the difference you. of sexual assault and, and maybe an inappropriate advance. So from Anthony Rapp's recap of the situation, yeah. Kevin Spacey like laid on him. He didn't rape him. He didn't kiss him. He laid on him. Kevin Spacey's career could be ruined f- for laying on someone. Not saying it's right. But I think a lot of times now the, the lines have become blurred of what's sexual assault and what's not. So let me, let me ask you this. 
let's talk let's t- let's talk about assault minus the sexual if i just push you in the shoulder is that assault if i just shove you i'll tell you what it comes down to my my interpretation of what i find threatening or non-threatening right exactly if i punch you in the face that's probably assault. Like, for example, when you hugged me last night at the event, which I do to you frequently, I'll hug you almost inappropriately out of humor. Yeah. Just to make you feel uncomfortable. I do that. Yeah. But do you find that threatening or not? No. Do you just go, that's my fucking goofy ass brother? It's my brother. Right. And even, and, and that, that's my point is like, you could push someone in the shoulder. You're not going to get arrested for assault. No. I punch you in the face. You're going to get arrested for assault. Yeah. For sure. If I lay on top of you, is that sexual assault? Mm, it's, it's subjective. It's subjective. It comes right? down it's, to if I felt threatened or not. Right. But what is? But that's where it doesn't matter how you feel. What is the law state? Yeah. Right. What is the law state as far as sexual assault? And the problem is, is citizens are blurring those lines. There's girls now. If a girl's looking like a whore at the club, and some guy whistles at her. She may she may call that sexual assault. Well, he's making a sexual advance. How does Anthony, that sexual assault? It's do, like, wait a second. What he's first of all, he's not inside you, so you can't call it sexual assault. It could be inappropriate for sure. It could definitely be inappropriate. But to go to the extent of calling something assault, that's a very and that's the problem in this situation that I'm seeing and I'm seeing in Hollywood is people are calling this these things sexual assault. But as far as I read the context of what happened, there's no assault, assault involved. Now, it may be, hey, that's a lewd act. <laughs> I'll give you that. There's some really fucked up gross shit that's that happened. shit happens You get a Harvey Weinstein jerking off in plants, fucking, you know, watering the plants with a semen. That's not sexual assault. It's a lewd act. It's fucking gross as shit. But yeah. he's not raping or molesting anybody. He's not touching anybody. Yeah. Right? Without their consent. So where does, where's the line drawn? And I'm bringing up a super sensitive subject and I totally know that I am, but the conversation has to exist of what is assault and what is not. If you're willing to ruin Kevin Spacey's career because he laid on you, but his dick wasn't inside you and he didn't rape you, he didn't kiss you, he didn't molest you, you down he didn't or... touch your, your 14 little wee, you know, your 14 year old little wee wee. Yeah. Can you really call it sexual assault? He made it advance at you. Can you ruin someone's career over that? Like, god damn, man! From thirty years ago, even if I felt like Kevin Spacey, if if I'm laying on a if I'm on a couch or something, and he comes over, he's kind of, I could see him being slightly jovial about it too, right? I could see Kevin Spacey kind of walking up, joking like, "Oh, I'm coming, I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna get you," and he lays on you, and you feel uncomfortable. But you don't. I don't think I'd necessarily feel threatened because I'd be like, "Get the fuck off of me!" Here's the thing: I'd let Frank Underwood. Lay on me all day long, <laughs> which is his name in House of Cards. Frank Underwood could the, have his way with me. The other thing I, I have str- struggles with, maybe I'm wrong. I definitely know a female who's sexually assaulted will usually repress it. And they'll hold it in their back of their minds right. for as long as they can. They'll, Not never, uncommon. they'll never publicly talk about it. Not uncommon. I get it. I do feel like guys are a little bit different in this. Uh, my personal opinion is, is I think once you, be, you reach a certain age where you become wise to the experiences you've had in your life, you can properly understand, understand them, appreciate them, not appreciate them, 
and I guess try to fix them. For example, um, some people, when they're younger, they don't realize what they're getting into, right? You're young, you're naive. Right. Impressionable. Relatively sure. in, impressionable, relatively innocent. Someone makes a sexual pass on you, you don't think too much of it. When you get older, you start to realize, the shit that happened to me Pretty was fucked, fucked up. up. Right. And you come to that point when you're in your 20s, I would think, is when you really start to mature to a certain point that you kind of understand how the world yeah. kind of works. Yeah. For an individual who was 14, who was male, to come out for something like this at the age of 44... Around forty four, mid forties, seems a bit ill timed. Right. It doesn't. It almost doesn't line up. Like, if I was a fourteen year old and a dude made a pass on me, and I was just like, "Oh, I'm fucking weirded out." Like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that happened." And then, like, maybe when I'm in my twenties, I'm like, "Dude, that was fucked up," and I'm going to address it. Yeah. I would probably do it in my twenties. I have right. a hard time thinking as a guy. That you would have waited till your mid forties, and also especially conveniently when right. when there's all these allegations of sexual assault in the entertainment industry, right? It just seems like people are just jumping on board, thinking about everything that may or may not happen to them based on their remembrance of a situation, right? Decades ago, to then come forth because they know they have a platform by which they can speak out against things, and maybe they'll win, maybe they'll not, maybe they'll get their voice heard maybe they'll get their spotlight back i don't know what the fuck it is there's obviously multiple maybe it is justice maybe they were treated badly but it just seems really convenient especially for a 44 year old fucking male the timing of it super convenient right all these allegations are coming out Corey feldman started to come out against i do think Corey feldman had a pretty fucked up past i'm not disputing that one but you're right the timing and convenience of it seems to be a little bit weird and and Right, this isn't a bigger actor than Kevin Spacey coming out no. saying this. This is a guy who's on Broadway yeah. and doesn't have as fruitful of a acting career as Kevin Spacey does. So what's what's the intention? What's the motivation in coming out now? Why not earlier, right? Is it the convenience? Is it the timing? Is it because you think there's going to be some sort of reparations maybe, involved? Maybe you don't feel like you're alone. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know. Banding together with like it's turned into the brothers. Like a big AA meeting. <laughs> right, right. They're all banding together, right, and speak out against Sport these group. these shitty people in Hollywood. Yeah, it's oh, it's no. untelling, and you'll likely never understand. But you know, to 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 bring an accusation like that forward that could potentially ruin someone's credibility and career is, is pretty fucked up. I will say this fat ass Rosie O'Donnell had her little part to say, which what's funny is, is my reaction to what she said was, well, wait, so let me, I'll get into what she said first. She said, Oh yeah, I'm not surprised. That was a long time coming. It's been a known thing that Kevin Spacey's been like this in Hollywood. Oh, so you knew that. But you didn't say anything. So you're basically. You were aware or potentially aware of some of these things and happenings that were going on. But you kept Do you quiet know about it. She can it? actually get. Wow. She can get indicted for that shit. If she actually knew something, of yeah. course. Yeah. She was like, well, she, I think she said rumors. You know, this is oh, kind of a known thing gotcha. in Hollywood. Oh, really? So you're not going to come out and say anything even though you knew it was a possibility? Fuck you. You're just as fucking bad. You kidding me? It's like you should have just kept your mouth shut because now she's getting a whole bunch of backlash as a result. And that, that was the first thing I heard because I remember 
I think if she like tweeted it out or something, I was just like, wait a second, you knew you were aware that some of these things were potentially happening and you didn't say anything. You didn't blow the whistle. Fuck you. You should have not said anything at all. You really shouldn't have. You just indicted yourself. Yeah. Dumbass. Anyway. What a almost fucked up situation. Almost what a cowardly thing to say. Right. I agree. You think you're speaking out on something, but it's like, dude, you're the fucking person that didn't do anything in the beginning. Right. Yeah. You're just as guilty. Um, Ignorant. So it's kind of sad. House of Cards is just like such a good show, man. And it's one that I always look forward to new seasons coming out. I'm like, fuck, man. And if this fucks up his chance to go on Jimmy Fallon's Tonight Show and not do spin the wheel impressions, oh, his impressions pissed off. His impressions are so good. Yeah. They're fantastic. I love when they do the role play stuff on there. His Johnny Carson and his Christopher Walken. He's real good. He's real good. Yeah, that's going to be a goddamn shame. Do it again. The wrong tone. <laughs> uh, Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. He's he's Batman. Batman. <laughs> I love Christopher Walken impressions. Too. They never get old. No, they don't. Uh, so, did you hear about the girl who um got uh, expelled from Hartford University in sure, Connecticut? Sure didn't until now. <laughs> and uh, why did she... Chris, why don't you tell the audience why she got expelled from school and arrested? Hmm. What does the headline read? Oh, that is a Hartford student charged after boasting about contaminating roommates' belongings. And then through that contamination process, this frigid bitch decided to, what is she, she put um, like moldy yeah. stuff in her I'll coconut read, oil. Quote unquote, what she. Oh yeah. This, so, so hold on. So let me rewind real quick. Sure. Bitch decided after she tortured, basically tortured her roommate to try to get her out. And this is an act of, of a different color. It, it is an act of racism that it was yeah. confirmed. Um, this is a white girl. Her roommate is a black girl. And uh, she decided once her roommate removed herself and switched dorms, she bragged and boasted about it on social media, saying, After one and a half months spitting in her coconut oil, putting moldy clam dip in her lotions, rubbing my used tampons on her backpack, putting her her toothbrush in places where the sun doesn't shine, and so much more, I can finally say goodbye to Jamaican Barbie. Boom. That's some dark shit. So a couple things. Let's break this down. So one, super active racism. Yeah, dude. Right? Confirmed. It was confirmed in something she actually stated to the police when she was arrested. She's no longer at the university. She's brought up on charges. She She's of legal age, too. She's 18. Rubbed used tampons on this poor girl's backpack. Yeah. Put her toothbrush into what I assume is her asshole, because I think when people say sun don't sun shine, shine, that means Show your butthole. Your ass. Yeah, yeah. And your I'm going to stick it where the sun don't shine. And your little brown, because yeah. guys can stick it where the sun don't shine. You tell people that. You can stick it where the sun don't shine, yeah. right? I don't have a vagina, so let's assume, the for the sake of this conversation, that toothbrush went right in the old colon. Yeah. Um, put spit in her coconut oil. I'm like, What? <laughs> Why that? Like, what was what was the thought process around that? I don't and know. and first of all, well, I guess they are from Connecticut, so clams are a big thing up there. Moldy clam dip. Yeah. Who gets? Where do you get moldy clam dip from? One of the things we were talking about. That's got to be huge we too. When you were telling me about what this chick did to this this girl, 
when we finally saw what this chick looked like, oh, yeah. she looks exactly like the type of bitch that would do this shit. For sure. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> she really does. She looks trashy as She's trashy as fuck. I didn't think they were racist up there in Hartford, man. That's way north. That's Union territory. I thought that was kind of strange. But um, nonetheless, there was a side statement from the victim that said she had to go to the doctor. She was um, complaining of a scratchy and itchy throat. And the doctor did a throat culture and said, you have an excessive amount of bacteria in your throat. Which only leads me to believe that it was fecal matter fecal from matter. the toothbrush. Yeah. Because girls stuck it where the sun don't shine. Yeah. My my she wondering, put the whole fucking tip in. Oh, for sure. She she didn't go handle in. She no, went brush she in. She went brush in. Yeah, she went brush in for sure. She's got a nice thick callus on her O ring. Yeah, which makes you wonder like uh, that can't be comfortable. No, it wouldn't be. But you know what? When you want rid of your Jamaican Barbie roommate, yeah. he'll just about do anything. He'll just about do anything. <laughs> yeah, it's just a weird it's a weird situation. Like when I first read the story, I'm thinking to myself, man, one, I'm not applauding this situation as a whole. I am applauding the creativity. You want to get back at something for someone, if you want revenge on some someone. Man, those are some really good ways to do it. The toothbrush and the butthole, the spit and the coconut oil, the clam dip, the whole fucking gamut, the used tampons on the backpack. Man, if there's a way to get back at something or somebody from a revenge perspective, that's a really great way to do it. However, what kind of vindictive, crazy criminal mind do you have to have to conjure that shit up in an act of racism nonetheless? I mean, that's crazy. Like, you hate this girl so bad because she's black. I want you to hear this, these couple paragraphs, and tell me how you interpret this. Miss Brochu, which is the the Brianna Brochu, is the white girl. Yeah. Had already been charged by the time Miss Rowe, who's a black girl, posted the video. But Miss Rowe, the black black girl, expressed frustration that it had taken so long for Miss Brochu to be punished. Based on when the video happened and when her post was. Yeah. She said that school authorities had told her, this is Miss Rowe, if she spoke out about the situation, she could be removed from her campus residence. So the campus is trying to keep it under wraps. And she they don't want to hit said that wounds. race had been a factor in the school's response, speculating that if she were white and Miss Brochu, the accused piece of shit white had chick, been the victim were black the investigation would have been much more urgent that's fucked up that's really fucked so it's up. the campus police protecting the school right that happens all too often that's fucked up that shit happens a lot ud does the same thing so we're in dayton university of dayton covers up a lot of stuff that happens on campus man because oh. it, it adversely affects the school when things happen that's so they keep so things quiet. fucked up dude yeah that's really messed up that is really messed up. Shame on you, Hartford. Yeah, fuck you. I'm not ever going to make my kid apply there. You pieces of shit. Yeah, this whole, th- it just the, the situation in and of itself is just a really weird Keep one. Keep it hush hush. Yeah, it's like, yeah, they're co- like a cover up scandal now. I'm going here to go to school. I don't give a shit about the politics of your fucking organization. Right. And here's the thing if they are, th- if they were threatening her, as far as expulsion goes, I'd have been like, fuck you. There's a pl- plenty of she colleges su- that will accept and me. And she would sue yeah, the, sue the fuck, fuck out of the out college. Of yeah, for covering that shit up. That's bullshit. 
Well, that uh, that took a turn. <laughs> we got real into that one. <laughs> an, un- an unexpected turn. Um, yeah, just the craziness going on in the world. I didn't really have any feel-good stories, but that one was a funny one. And not funny in the sense that someone is a victim of, you know, some other girl being disgusting, but just fucking weird. You don't see, like, stuff like that happen. Just no. the, what goes on in your brain to do something like How that is How ignorant do you have to be to think you're not going to get punished for that? Right. Put it on social media. Real fucking smart. Fucking idiot. You think it's she der- deserved the expulsion, deserved the charges being brought against her. There's going to be a civil suit. They're obviously going to, yeah, I mean, yeah. she's at least going to be paying for those throat cultures. Yeah. The doctor's bills for sure. And then sort of pain and suffering, as they call it. It's just real weird, man. You go to college, you get a fucking education, have fun. Next thing you know, your roommate's fucking swabbing her colon with your toothbrush. I'm sure Brianna's parents. Or, like, doing a press interview. It's like, we're just shocked that Brianna would do such a thing. But her mom's got, like, a swastika tattoo on her head. <laughs> they got the and, flag, the Confederate and, flag in the background. And the father's wearing literally a white hood. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fuck you people. <laughs> oh, man. Racism's we're just funny. shocked that our daughter would do something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, get the clam dip for the cross burning. <laughs> we got to go. <laughs> Fucking crazy. Um, anyway, so, hey, this puts us right about an hour. It's great timing. Yeah. Uh, we always appreciate everybody listening. We hope you guys are enjoying the cigar reviews. We're getting a lot of positive feedback, which is fantastic. People are actually really enjoying what we're doing on the cigar piece of it and the cigar front. So it won't always be a particular cigar. You know, I've got some topics I want to bring out about as far as like best practices stuff. I get a lot of questions about that. Some new tools that are coming out as far as lighters and cutters and so on. Yeah, yeah. I'll talk about that on our next episode. And actually, the cool thing is, is next episode, we have a much smaller brand of cigars who was generous enough to bring us uh, cigars by Nicholas is actually yeah. what they're called. And Nicholas himself um, sent us samples of a Maduro and I believe a Connecticut they has. Looks little Connecticut. Cool. Yeah. Me, I'm just looking at the wrapper. We're going to be doing one of those next week. And then we'll probably do um, a more popular branded cigar the week after. And then we'll go back and do their second one the week after that. I definitely want to do the let's find the worst fucking cigar you can think of. For sure. I'm really – you know what? We'll, I'll do a hey, – Don't send us the egg. We know everybody. Everybody knows the egg is shit. Yeah, the egg's junk. But we'll, I'll, I'll ask and solicit from someone and then we'll, uh, we'll do our and <laughs> see how so we like good. it. Um, so until next time, we greatly appreciate everybody listening again, as a reminder, LondonTobacconist.com for Al- alpha cigars, big six B I G S I X at checkout to receive 20% off. Also, we have our giveaway, which is extended through November 11th. That is for a five pack of crown heads, Jericho Hill, Willie Lees. Whew. And, uh, it's very easy, very simple steps. One search for the hot ticket podcast on iTunes Two. Rate and review that shit. Hit us up with five stars. And then just DM us to confirm so we can actually confirm um, that your uh, review made it in because it does take iTunes a couple days to post. Yeah. And that's it. That's all you have to do. It's really easy peasy. Um, We've gotten some good reviews so far. I'm happy with the progress. We've got a week left, and I'll keep blasting on social media, see if we can get some more, get some people entered into this giveaway. Probably likely do another contest next month. Uh, Don't know what it's going to be for yet. But uh, I want to keep doing them because it's. I think it's great for the engagement. And, of course, we like when people engage with us. So yeah. uh, thanks, everybody, again for listening. This is episode 26. We'll be back maybe next week. Yeah, There's going to be, be a time where I'm not going to be, like where I'm going to have a week off. But <laughs> I, I can't so. remember if it's next week or the oh, week yeah, after. Oh, yeah, because you're fishing trip. Yeah, it's the week after. So I will be back next week. The week after I will be uh, week fishing and sunny. Thanksgiving, right? 
Florida, right. And Thanksgiving may be trouble, too. Let's just do a Thanksgiving podcast. Let's do a Thanksgiving podcast. That's a great idea. We'll do a Black Friday release. Ooh-wee. That'll be fun. Turkey we could definitely and cigars. We have to do it early in the morning because yeah. we have all the family turkey, shit. But... Turkey and cigars. Dude, that would be cool shit. Yeah, so we'll do a Thanksgiving edition podcast, which would be fun as Pumpkin fuck. Pumpkin cigars. We already smoked the pumpkin cigars. Damn it, cigars. we did. Yeah, that's done. We may well we could well, we could drink a pumpkin beer while we're on here. Yeah, and do like a festive. Oh yeah, kind of pu- a whole pumpkin show, a I'll whole wear, Thanksgiving show. I wear a turkey mask. Yeah, that'd be cool. Gobble gobble, motherfuckers. <laughs> um, thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back at you next Thursday. Adios.